0: The Lord wants us to let our love for Him burn brightly. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that takes effort on our part. Never
1: let the fire in your heart go out. Serve the Lord and keep it alive. How do you keep a fire alive? Well, you put another log on it. You continue to feed the fire. and The fire stays strong and even gets stronger. And the way we keep this fire alive is by feeding this fire. How do we do that? Well, you're doing one thing, Hearing the Word of God. This is the-
0: The book of Romans contains some of the most profound insight on what the Christian faith is all about. Paul wrote this theology textbook for a church some 2,000 kilometers away from his own home, but within the explanations of righteousness and redemption is important information about God's love for us, our love for God, and love for others. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie focuses on that theme as he brings us a message called What It Really Means To Love God.
1: Now we've already seen in Romans chapters 1 to 12, all that God has done for us, how He forgave us of all of our sins, and Christ died for us and adopted us into His family. And then Romans 12:1 and 2 starts with these words, "I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies to Him as a living sacrifice." And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then Paul goes on to talk about the gifts that God has given to us. We being many are one body in Christ. Everyone members having gifts that we can use. So let's use our gifts. Now here in chapter 12 verse nine, he shifts gears and shows us how to use these gifts and how to live our lives in a loving way that brings glory to God. Let's read together. Romans 12 starting in verse nine. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, give preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints. And be given the hospitality. There's a lot more after that, but we'll just deal with this little chunk of Scripture. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. Our love should be real, not fake. Our love should be real, not fake. Verse nine, let love be without hypocrisy. Now let's be honest. There are some people that are just, how shall we put it, unlovable. Unlovable. And it may be that God has placed one of these people in your life. It's possible you might be married to them. Uh, it might be a coworker that uh, has their cubicle right next to yours or a student in class that has their desk right next to your desk. You have to deal with this every day. So God says, love this person and don't do it in a fake way. Do it in a real way. Let your love be without hypocrisy. So you might say, well, you know, I don't feel love for this person. And it would be hypocritical of me to do loving things for them when I'm not feeling the love in my heart. Therefore, I won't do anything loving toward them at all. Well, that is not what Paul is saying. He is saying here that we should be loving to that person while repenting of not being loving. In other words, do loving things for them if you feel it or not. The same could be applied to marriage. Uh, Let's say you feel like you've lost the romance in your marriage. So my advice to you would be, well go back and start doing romantic things again. And you might say, well I don't feel it. And if I don't feel it, I can't do it. Yes you can. Just start being romantic, saying romantic things, and you'll find the emotions will catch up. Point number two, if you really love God and you love others, you will hate evil. If you really love God and you want to love others, you'll hate evil. We might think that love and hate cannot coexist. But hatred of evil is the other side of love. If I love what God loves, I will hate what God hates. Psalm 97 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is also to hate evil. And the word that Paul uses here for hate is be horrified. Be horrified by evil. My concern is we're not horrified by evil anymore. We see certain things and we say, well, you know, what can you do? There it is. And we become somewhat tolerant of it. And I think of the words of Jeremiah when he said to the people of God, you've forgotten even how to blush. Not only should we hate evil, but we should go to great lengths to even avoid the very appearance of evil. Number three, if you really love God and others, You'll be glued to what is good. You'll be glued to what is good. Verse nine, cling to what is good. And the word cling can be translated, be glued. Sort of like if you were climbing up the face of a cliff, you're holding on. So we should cling to what is good, hold on to that thing, but then at the same time, abhor that which is bad. Psalm 1 tells us of the happy man, the blessed man, and it tells us that his happiness is derived from what he does not do as well as, as it's derived from what he does. So the happy man, the blessed man of someone, does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. He does not do those things. But then it goes on to say, but he has delight is in the word of the Lord, and in it does he meditate day and night. So he stays away from evil influences and embraces what will strengthen him. Point number four, if you really love God, you will love your Christian family. If you really love God, you'll love your Christian family. Verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Uh, Paul uses two Greek words for love. One is phileo, which means brother love. We get our English word Philadelphia from it. And then the other word is storge, which means family love. So Paul is saying, have brother love, have family love for your Christian brothers and sisters. Listen, we are related in the church by blood. We're blood relatives. The blood of Christ that was shed for our sin. It's a special bond. The church is not like a family. The church is a family. So we're gonna have this affection for each other. And uh, Jesus said in John thirteen thirty-five: by this shall all men know you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Point number five, if you really love God and others, you'll not be a slacker. If you really love God and others, you will not be a slacker. Verse 11, don't be lagging in diligence, or as another translation puts it, not lazy in zeal and intensity. Whatever we do for Christ must be done with enthusiasm, passion, intensity, and excellence. There's no room for phoning it in or just doing the bare minimum. Solomon counseled in Ecclesiastes 9.10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your mind.
0: You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. You've joined us today for an important message called What It Really Means to Love God. Here's Pastor Greg as he continues.
1: Point number six, if you really love God and others, you'll be on fire for Christ. Verse 11 says, fervent in spirit. That can be translated, be on fire or be boiling over. Another translation puts it, never let the fire in your heart go out. Serve the Lord and keep it alive. How do you keep a fire alive? Well, you put another log on it. You continue to feed the fire. And the fire stays strong and even gets stronger. And the way we keep this fire alive is by feeding this fire. How do we do that? Well, you're doing one thing, hearing the Word of God. (laughs) Going back to a resurrection appearance of Christ, remember He appeared to those disciples on the Emmaus Road. And after they had a long conversation with Him, they said, Did not our hearts burn within us while He walked with us on the way, opening the Word? One way you'll keep your heart burning for Christ is by being in God's Word. And I'll tell you one thing. God does not like lukewarmness. Let me put it more bluntly. He hates it. Jesus actually says to the church of Laodicea, you know what? I'd rather you be cold or hot, but because you're lukewarm, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. So the Lord would rather we all have this fire or even be cold instead of that miserable state of lukewarmness. Let me ask you, would someone else describe you as being on fire for Jesus Christ. If you're on fire for Jesus, you'll do the following. You'll serve the Lord. Because again, it says that we should be fervent, boiling over, serving the Lord. And so I think when you really have a love for Christ, you wanna do something for His glory. You wanna serve Him in some way, shape, or form. And if you're serving Christ, you're gonna go through times of tribulation. Verse 12 patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Listen, when you say, I want God to use me, you will be attacked. And the devil will come at us in a lot of ways. Uh, He'll come at us outwardly. Sometimes it's a threat on our life. Sometimes it's someone slandering us or insulting us or other things, and, and we don't like this, but this is what happens when we're serving God. So what should we do in reaction to that? Look at verse 12. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Be steadfast and unwavering in your prayers. Listen, not only in petition, but also in praise after God answers our prayers. Sometimes we're like those 10 lepers who were healed by Jesus and only one came back to give thanks. And Jesus asked the question, where the other night? You know, when we're in trouble, when we're in tribulation, when we're going through hardship, we're calling out to God, oh God, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, deliver me. Oh Lord, I need a good report from the doctor. Oh Lord, I need this other thing to work in my favor. Please, Jesus, help me. Then He helps you. And what do you do? Thanks, God, see you next crisis. You should give thanks with as much passion as you cried out, for help. So we need to pray for each other. I hope you pray for me. I need your prayers. Our church needs your prayers because we are in a spiritual battle and we need to use spiritual weapons. And one of those weapons, of course, is preaching the gospel. And I want you to know that here at Harvest we are not backing down from that mission to do everything we can to bring the gospel to our generation. But to me it's not about numbers. I mean I'm thankful when I hear some large number of people came out, but it's always about individual stories. And I just got this email and I thought this was a very interesting and somewhat unusual uh, testimony or story of how someone came to Christ. It's from a young man named Martin, and he writes the following, and I quote, I was a practicing Muslim for 17 years. I prayed five times a day, I fasted during Ramadan, and I followed the tenets of the faith to the letter. But I decided to attend Sunday services on Easter. And apparently Martin had heard us on the radio and got interested so he decided to attend church. And then he said, and it was there that I made my decision to accept Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? It says, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit as I never have before. Pastor Laurie, I'm not given to lying about these things but I'm telling you, I really felt something, a physical and mental sensation that remains indescribable even to this day. So I decided to go one step further and get baptized the following Sunday. I love this guy. You know, so. (laughs) He accepts the Lord on Easter and then gets baptized the following Sunday. And he says, and again, uh, I have to tell you, when I was raised out of the pool, I felt a tremendous burden lifted from my shoulders. Even as I type these words, my hands are trembling. This was undoubtedly the most important decision I've ever made. I feel the Holy Spirit so strongly and I feel the loving presence of Jesus Christ. I tell you, Pastor, I've never felt this way, not in Islam, and I know that this is where I need to be. So I can say with an insurmountable expression of inner joy, I am now a Christian. Thank you so much. I'll pray for all of you and pray for me. Isn't that great? But let me say in closing, there might be somebody like Martin here. Maybe you're listening or you're watching online or wherever you are. I want to just say what happened to Martin, the young man who came to Christ can happen for you as well. And if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, our prayer for you is that you will see how much He loves you, and you will realize that He showed that love by dying on the cross for your sin and rising again from the dead. And if you will believe in Him, He'll forgive you of all of your sin. And you can have the hope for this life and then hope for the afterlife. And if there's anybody that wants Christ to come into their life today, Let me lead you in a simple prayer as we close our service. And if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, you can do it right now. Let's pray. Father, I pray for any that may not know you yet, wherever they are, help them to come to you and believe now we ask in your name. And if you want Jesus to come into your life, you could just pray this simple prayer after me. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus. I know I'm a sinner but I know you're the savior who died on the cross for my sin. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my savior and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer with those who've made a decision for the Lord today and if you've done that we'd like to offer some help we'd like to send you some materials that'll help answer the questions you might have and get you started as a believer we call it our New Believers Growth Packet and we'll send it to you free of charge when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME that's 1-800-772-936 and the team would love to pray with you too Call that number today, 1-800-772-936. Jesus warned us that we may face persecution for our faith, but how we respond can further God's kingdom or drive an unbeliever further from the Lord. We'll get some good insight on that next time right here on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called What It Really Means to Love God. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor.